God, we sing that and we believe it. That you are a God who is faithful. Lord, you are faithful to your covenant, to your promise, and we believe you. We trust you, Lord. God, where help our unbelief, Lord. Help us to know that you are always there, that you are um, steady. God, we can run to you as our refuge in times of trouble, Lord. Give us faith to believe that, God. We love you. We fix our eyes on you today. Lord, help us to be focused, free from distraction on your word, God. And may it move in power. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So how are you today? How are you today? How are you today? How are you? Tickety-boo. How are you today? Tickety-boo. Lee, how are you today? I'm doing tickety-boo. Thanks for asking. What does tickety-boo mean? Tickety-boo means that everything is in order. Well, everything is good. Everything is in order and everything is good for me because for me, being a believer of Jesus, there is no condemnation. That's what you can share. So, we have some more hats today for the Tickety-Boo Challenge. And you can take the Tickety-Boo Challenge without wearing a hat by simply answering the question when people say, How you doing today? How y'all been? What's going on? You know, what, what's happening? Say, I'm Tickety-Boo. Thanks for asking. All is in order. But after the service, if you would like a cap to wear because you are accepting the Tickety-Boo Challenge, they're here for you. We've got pink ones for the ladies and black ones for the fellas or and blue ones for uh, whoever. Nearly got in trouble there, didn't I? <laughs> Revelation chapter 13 is our scripture for today. The reason why we're going to use Revelation 13 is two or three weeks ago I read a survey uh, and it was about the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine that's out. And in this survey, group peoples together that uh, this surveyor said was the most unlikely not to take the vaccine. And uh, of the largest people group in our country that's most likely not to take the vaccine are white evangelicals. And and now, he came from a particular viewpoint. His viewpoint was uh, kind of how ignorant white evangelicals are that they're not willing to take the vaccine. And he gave three basic reasons why uh, they weren't willing to take the vaccine. And of course, I was interested in what the fellow had to say. The first one is, uh, today, uh, white uh, evangelicals are developing or building or it's growing a distrust of the government. And so since the government is seen as behind the vaccine, that uh, many white evangelicals don't want to take it because of uh, what has been said about the vaccine, about the virus, about how it's been handled, the taking away of choice, the, the idea that there's being a forced control over us. I mean, you don't have to go very far to, to, I think, to agree that we have received from our government, from the CDC and other places, mixed messages all along the way. 
mass, no mass. Now there's two mass. Now there's three mass. There's, you know, uh, six foot. No, you got to be further. And all those things that's gone on. And, and, you know, when I read his response to uh, how ignorant the white evangelicals are, I said, dude, there's, there is much, much uh, reason uh, to have distrust of government. And I don't know that that falls solely on white evangelicals, but that's a reason he gave. And so uh, uh, basically he says we don't love people because we're not willing to go along with all those things. Grouping us together is a 25% of white evangelicals that's not willing to take the vaccine. So I listened to him. I said, okay, move along. And then he went into the problem of conspiracy theories. Now, today, if you believe something different than what others believe, they automatically say conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists. If you'd have been in Jerusalem during uh, the resurrection, the cross and the resurrection, and you would have said, y'all, I heard the man speak, and he said something about raising up third day. I don't believe he's in the, I believe they say he's gone. I don't think anybody stole him. I think he rose from the grave. Today that it said conspiracy theory. So when, when, when a Christian person is labeled as a conspiracy theorist, well, yeah, of course I am. I believe stuff that you believe would have to be a conspiracy. I believe stuff that is mind-blowing. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. I even believe there is sin. I believe he died on the cross. He rose again on the third day. And guess what? I believe he's coming again. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. And so he used this conspiracy theory narrative to say, all you Christian people today, you're just about conspiracy theories. Well, do you, do you realize that everything that we believe by the press, by government officials, by people who don't agree with us, they are going to say that we are conspiracy theorists. And we're going to have to get ready for that. You probably have already experienced that at work if you have stated your viewpoint, if you have stated your faith, if you've given your opinion about something, uh, people have said, you're a conspiracy theorist. You, you're, you're going down the wrong road, down the wrong track. I've been called a conspiracy theorist here lately. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're, who you listen to? Who are you believing? What press are you listening to? Don't you believe what the government tells you? No, I don't. No, i got to check it all. Not only do I believe what the government's telling me most of the time, I don't think you ought to believe everything a preacher tells you all the time either. I think you need to check him out with the scriptures. Is he telling you the truth? Am I today? Am, am I telling you truthful things? You listen to it. But the third reason that he gave, that he really wasn't prepared to really give explanation to is, is that the, the idea, the understanding, the fear perhaps that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Now, I realize that distrust of government I can't really discuss too well. I can't discuss the medical things about the vaccine. I mean, I, it's over my head. I tried. I, I don't understand all that. I know Johnson is one kind. It's more of a normal kind of vaccine. And the Moderna and the other one, it's a new kind. It's a Mrs. something, MRS something kind of deal. And in... in I don't understand that, okay? But I, I do have a little understanding, and I've read it before. I've, I've studied it a little bit. 
The vaccine is the mark of the beast. Now, if the vaccine is the mark of the beast, then the scripture that gives us most of our information about the Antichrist and the great false prophet and the mark of the beast is where we should look. And that's Revelation chapter 13. So let's just go through Revelation 13. I want to read it to you. I want to make a few comments along the way. And, and just with that idea that we are looking for wisdom, we are looking for insight, is the vaccine that's being uh, put out there for us today, is it the, the platform or the vessel in which the mark of the beast will uh, be put on us? The mark of the beast. Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Chapter 13, verse, verse 1. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea. This beast is the Antichrist. He has ten horns and seven heads with ten diadems on his horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it the dragon gave the, his power and his throne and great authority. So this... this um, Beasts rise out of the sea, and the imagery of this is rises out of people, surfaces. And so that idea of coming out of the sea is coming out of population. Now, the Antichrist is not going to be someone that is expected. It's, it's not going to be someone that's already in power, that's already positioned, because they don't want any damage done there, which is really good. If you've got someone that's already been in office, or someone that's already been a leader, he's not it. Jo Donald Trump's not the Antichrist. Obama's not the Antichrist. George Bush is not the Antichrist. Joe Biden's not the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist is going to be powerful, well-spoken, is going to be really, really uh, welcomed by the whole world who don't believe in Christ. And it's going to be able to wow people. And it's going to be able to say things. Now, I believe that there is definitely a, a foundation or a platform that's been laid for the Antichrist because there is such a need in people today that their leader makes them feel good. It's in Christianity. It's in the government. We, we want someone that speaks well, that sounds well, that, that at least sounds like they care and, you know, they, they're not rough and tough. We don't want an oil-filled worker. We don't want a rancher to be the president. We want someone that, that can just stand up and make everyone feel so special, warm and fuzzy. That's the Antichrist. He's going to be able to do that. There's nothing but hate and blasphemy from him, but he's going to be able to do that. And he rises up out of the sea. Now, the dragon, which is Satan, is going to give him all his power and his authority. So he is going to be positioned in that place of authority by Satan. Now, it's either going to be a government position or it's going to, he's going to be such a special person that all the governments just seem to just crater to this fella. Perhaps his ideas, perhaps his following. I can see today that if you've got someone that everyone wants to follow, you can really knock down some walls politically. 
Because obviously politicians, man, they, they just what people, what their people that vote for them think, that's all that matters to them. At least they say that. I don't know if that's quite true. Verse 3, one of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And so this Antichrist and, and this person that's going to come on the scene is going to receive some kind of appearing to be mortal wound, or perhaps it really is a mortal wound, that they're shot, they're hit, something happens, and but yet there's a miraculous recovery. Oh my gosh, we, all the news is going to talk about 24-7, he walked out of that, how did he do it? You know, and, and, and so this is going to be something that's going to happen that is really going to get this fella really off to a good start. And it says here, the whole earth marveled as they followed him. Verse 4, and they worshiped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? Oh man, he's just so wonderful. I wish he was our president. I wish he was our king. I wish he was our leader. I wish he was our governor. I wish that he would lead our country. He sounds good. He looks good. He, he's so pleasant. He, he just, he's so moral. People are going to say the Antichrist is moral, which is mind-blowing, isn't it? He's going to be, have all this ethical about him. And, oh man, he's for every, every important issue the Antichrist is for. And not only is he for every single issue, but he's got answers for everything. Man, he's going to be able to call, uh, solve the, uh, uh, the conflict in the Middle East. He's going to be able to handle the situations in Africa. He's going to be able to handle, uh, think COVID-19 will be no big deal to him. He'll, he'll get that all. People will just marvel at his ability to sway. When he goes to the UN, no one is going to beat their shoe on the table as been done before. No one is going to bark anything. No one is going to turn their back on him. They're all going to be there and just when he gets through, they're all going to look around and go, oh, oh, he's just so wonderful. Oh, gosh. Finally, a leader we can all trust. Finally, a leader we can all believe in. That's how the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. That's what's going to happen. The whole world is going to marvel at it. Verse 5, And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words. And it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. So three and a half years, this Antichrist is going to blast God. And, and you see that going on today. Only ignorant people believe in God. I mean, that, that's been, that foundation has been being laid for a long time now. It's been going on. It, it's the, the ramp for everyone getting on board that only foolish people believe in God has been set. And here you're going to have this guy who's going to be able to accomplish that. And he's going to, get, he's going to blaspheme God. He's going to make everyone who who has any weaknesses about their faith, it's going to be a real shift, a sifting of faith during that time. It opens his mouth, verse 6, 
to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheme His name and His dwelling. That is, those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. There is going to be a war against all Christian people. When the Antichrist comes and receives power and authority from Satan, there is going to be an all-out war on Christians. And he's going to conquer them. They're going to be subdued. They're going to be cornered. They're going to be pigeonholed. That's what's going to happen to us. We need to get ready for that. And authority will be given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. Verse 8, and all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with a sword, with a sword must he be slain. There, so there is some destined things here that's going to happen. Christian people are going to experience the greatest time of trouble they've ever experienced. There is an all-out war that is going to come against saints, believers. And we're, we're going to find ourselves without rights. We're going to find ourselves without choices. We're going to find ourselves in a real bad predicament. Here is a call for the endurance of faith of the saints. Endurance and faith of the saints is going to have to be, it's going to be the only thing that's going to be able to carry us through. So, as you look through this, mortal wound that is healed. All the world falls in love with this guy. He is going to have the power and authority of Satan. He is going to blaspheme God. He is going to just wage an all-out war against Christian people. And he's going to take away the, the life that Christian people have. And it's going to require those of us who happen to go through this, it's going to require us to have faith and endurance for times beyond anything we've ever experienced. We have to ask ourselves, is this taking place now? Has the Antichrist come on the scene? Is there any evidence that the Antichrist has come on the scene? Because for the vaccine to be the mark of the beast... The Antichrist has got to be in place. So that's a question that we need to ask ourselves. His partner, his partner in crime that we see in verse 11 is the great false prophet that's going to come along. There's going to be this religious dude that is going to be a good orator. He's going to be, he's going to be a silver-tongued devil. Uh, he's going to have access to religions of our world and he is going to speak in ways and terms that's going to point everyone to marvel at and worship the Antichrist. And of course, Satan, as he is in charge of all that's going on. It says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. Just like I 
hope to be able to point people to faith in Christ, this guy is going to point people to faith in the Antichrist. That's what he's going to do. And he's going to be really, really good at it. Whose mortal wound was healed, says there in the part, last part, it's 12. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of the people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. So that's his role. That's what he's going to do. He's going to point people to the Antichrist. He's going to say, worship him, honor him, follow him, adore him, embrace his ideas, embrace his leadership, and, and everyone fall in line. Everyone do what he wants done. And, and it's going to be just this groundswell of allegiance and loyalty and compliance. Have you heard the word compliance lately? You've got, you got to pave the way. John the Baptist came to pave the way. Every good plan, you've got to pave the way. And if you'll look and see what's going on in the world today, I, I think you can see that roads are being paved. Roads are being paved. The kind of leader everybody wants to be on Oprah, and Oprah just, oh, she'll blush. She'll just go, oh, what a man. What an articulate, kind gentleman. He'll be at the Emmy Awards, and they'll just love him. Oh, look who's here. with, Look who's sitting with George Clooney. It's that guy. And he'll just, he'll, he'll fit in in Hollywood. He'll, when, there'll be all the stuff going on the border now. He'll go down there. He'll fit in with the folks come across the border. He'll fit in with the leaders of the world. He's just going to fit in at the country club. He's going to fit in everywhere he goes, man. He's going to be beyond description. It's going to be, some, it's going to be someone that we have never, ever seen before. It's going to blow our mind. It says in verse 15, And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast. Now, he's got some powers. He, he works miracles in front of the beast. He, he works those miracles to deceive people. And he's allowed to give breath to the image of the beast. And so there is going to be this beast statue that's somewhere. And, and he's going to give breath to it. Man, that's going to be all over the news. That's going to be quite mind-blowing. And, and, and I guess he's going to have some talking and it's going to have some life that's going to come from this image. And everybody's going to just fall to their knees and worship him. And it says, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. That's the mark of the beast that you hear about, that people are concerned with. So, verse 17, so that no one can buy or sell unless it has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So you're going to have this mark that the Antichrist and the great false prophet are going to be able 
to get done, and you can't do business without this mark. Okay? We got a little bit of that going on today. There's a robe and pay for that. Uh, you know, you, y'all, all, some of y'all asked another time, when are we going to go see our grandkids? Well, right now we can't because we hadn't had the shot. And we can't go until we have the shot. That's a road being paved. And, and there's likelihood, and, and some of the Christian people who are not willing to take it, they see that and are going, wait a minute now, that sounds very much like the mark of the beast, that you can't go do something unless you have the mark of the beast, unless you have this vaccine. Now, this mark of the beast that Revelation 13 talks about is you can't do any business at all. You are going to be forbid doing business. You're not going to be able to use a banking account. You're not going to be able to go to Walmart and go deep, deep, and put your card in because you don't have the mark. You know how you go to uh, Sam's now and you have to give them your Sam's card and then whatever card you're going to pay with, you've got to put that in the machine. You're going to have this mark that opens up the cash register to you. And before, you're not going to have this opportunity unless you have the mark of the beast. And so when people say, I'm not going to take the vaccine, because there were some people that believed that Bill Gates somehow or another was able to put uh, some kind of special mark in every vaccine shot that you get, and it shows up in here, and somehow or another, that would be the mark of the beast, but on the hand of the forehead... Revelation 13 says, and also I use Windows programs for years. I don't believe he can do it. <laughs> That's my personal opinion on that. Okay, so, so let's put all this together. Is it the mark of the beast? Obviously, by some of the statements I've made, I don't believe it's the mark of the beast. However, you need to study for yourself, and you need to be... Uh, you need to be wise, as the Scripture says. We see here in verse 18, this calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Now, 777 would be complete perfection. It is the number for uh, holy, perfect. 666 is a number for imperfect imperfection and so when we are saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty we are saying in fullness by by stating holy three times that just everything he is all no one beyond him no one above him 666 being the sign of the antichrist means he is the fullness of man and in that fullness, and I know that's not real Hollywood, and that's not real racy, and that's not a Maserati uh, perspective of what 666 means, but it just means that he is the most evil man there's ever been. That's what it means to me in my perception. But it's going to take some wisdom. There's going to be things that are going to happen in our life that we're going to have to have godly wisdom about. Now, so when I read that article, I thought, Man, to me, the Antichrist isn't here yet. If he's here, he's not on the scene yet. I don't see anyone having that kind of pulling together of people. I don't see it. 
Now, in, in our country, which is not the only testing bed that we can look at the Antichrist, the Antichrist most likely is not going to come from our country. Most likely, we're not even going to be a main player during all these days, by the way. That's my personal opinion. But, uh, you know, we're, we're divided 50-50 here. And in the world, in other places, there's real divisions in every country. This fella is going to come along, and he's going to bring together conservatives and liberals alike. And he's going to separate believers from unbelievers. And it's going to be crystal clear that it's him. People say that they believe that the Antichrist will, will, will be so shrewd that we won't know he's there. No. You, you know any men who are leaders, who are really good at it, who have ego beyond ego, who are, are going to have these qualities of the Antichrist that are going to be silent. He is going to love the fanfare and is going to use it for his following to bring people on board with his decisions. And so I don't see that guy. I, I haven't heard of anyone being morally wounded and taken uh, and be recovering. I, I haven't seen anyone be worshipped and honored like that in our world. No one today. I, I personally haven't seen that. I, I don't. I don't see anybody in those terms. Uh, I don't see an all-out war yet on the saints. Now, in some places, it's happening. It's going on. The road may be in pay for that, but right now, I don't see it as yet. An all-out war where it's no question, you know, all chips are down. We're going to get rid of every one of these believers. Now, we've heard words like that, hadn't we? The worst thing in, the, the worst thing in our country is white evangelicals. I've heard that. That's the worst thing in our country. The next thing that's worse is evangelicals or of color is the second worst thing. People that believe in Christ, people that believe that God is, is the master and creator of everything. And so you've got that going on, but, but I don't see that. Uh, there definitely is a Division that is being solidified among believers and unbelievers. But from what Revelation 13 says, I mean, it's stark. It's stark. The false prophet, someone coming along for the religious world that could get all the Muslims, all the Hindu, all the Buddhists, all in line, all the communists, all the uh, people of freedom, people of choice, getting all those people under one tent. I don't, I don't see that happening. I have not heard of these, this miracle worker that does miracles in front of a great world leader that just captivates people's minds and, fasc and fascinations. And so for me, when I look at Revelation 13, and I look at what it says about the Antichrist, I believe the Antichrist is coming. I believe that uh, we are right for many of his attributes to be honored. But I don't see the vaccine being the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. So, all of you have a decision to make whether or not you're going to take the vaccine. Your decision is your own decision. It's your choice. That's the way it should be and the way it ought to be. And so, take and like in all things that aren't clearly laid out in Scripture, 
Pray about it. Investigate it. Make the choice that's best for you. That's what you need to do. But the idea that it's the mark of the beast, I think that when you see the mark of the beast and you see the Antichrist come into place, if we indeed do, you're going to go, oh my. The, the Antichrist and the mark of the beast is nothing like this movement for vaccination. So, thoughts to think about. We're having lots of decisions to make that aren't easy, don't we? We're having lots of issues. We got, there's lots of things that are just really complicated in the world today. And in Revelation 13, there are three things that it says that Christians need to do. It needs to be faithful, need to endure, and need to have wisdom. Probably not been a better day for us to be faithful, to endure, and to have wisdom about the choices that we need to make. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, God, for all you do for us. We, we're thankful, Lord, for uh, your love for us and for your word that guides us. Help us, Lord, to be shrewd and to be wise about decisions that we need to make. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.